Alrighty, well, come on in. Time for church. Good to see you tonight. It's good to know that the little bit of snow we got and the cold didn't keep you away. Wow, y'all are excited to be here, I can tell. My goodness. Oh, there we go. All right, we got a couple people alive. That's good. That's good. I'm going to kick you off with a couple of announcements tonight before we get into worship. Uh, don't forget... Uh, the Out of the Cave small group was dismissed right after offering. Okay, so if you're part of that small group, I think tonight's the last night of it. Is that correct? So uh, make sure you head down. If you need to go outside or whatever, it's down in the, in the basement where they meet. Uh, the sweatshirt sign up, the church merch, that ends on Sunday. So if you haven't signed up, you want one of the uh, new uh, fall, winter, really we're in winter now, sweatshirt, go ahead and sign up for that. Cost and designs are on the paper back there. Uh, don't forget about the I'm Thankful board. So right on there are the things that you're thankful for. Uh, with that, this coming Sunday is our annual Thanksgiving offering. So whatever the Lord puts on your heart uh, for that, the proceeds of that go towards dealing with our, our air conditioning here in the church. And along with that, obviously, Thanksgiving is next week. Amen. Uh, we don't have church next Wednesday. But we do have church next Tuesday. Turkey Tuesday, that gives you your Wednesday. Uh, prepare to travel, start making your food. I mean, starting about 4 o'clock on Wednesday, Margot's in the kitchen all the way till 1 o'clock on Thursday making food. So if you believe that, I've got some other things I'd like to sell you later. All right, so um, last but not least, uh, this little paper right here. Uh, concerns Christmas Eve, we gave these out. So if you're a parent of a child here in the church who did not get one of these at the back table, this is just letting us know if you will be here for Christmas Eve because the kids are going to partake and be a part of our Christmas Eve service. So we need to know who's coming so we can get practices and all that business going. So please get those in to me as soon as possible. And last but not least, here's a prayer request from our time after church on Sunday. We're going to leave them here um, on the stage next couple of weeks. So before after church, during Monday night prayer, whatever, come up, take a moment and pray over these requests, not to go through and look at them, pray over them. It's just a request from various people in our church, the things that, that they're bringing before God, and we're joining our faith with them in that. Amen? All right, let's all stand up on our feet. Let's, let's worship Jesus together tonight.
I love that line where it says, sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. And what do you think he thinks when all this stuff is going around us? And here we are worshiping our Lord, knowing that he wins in the end. Amen. So let's worship him no matter what's going on. Let's show the enemy we don't care. Our God is still good. Our God still reigns. Our God is good. And that's what this song is all about, just how good he is. And he will never fail. Amen. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I went until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of your goodness.
That means it can't be put back together again. And Lord, I pray that's how you take our strongholds, Father, that you would just take them and that you would break them up into a million pieces, that they're so impossible to put back together, God, that every door is closed to them we couldn't open if we tried. Lord, we just claim that over our city as well, God, that you would break the strongholds of our children, that you would break the strongholds of our families, God, that you would just open up doors, Lord, that people would see who you are, and that you would fill the churches of our cities, God. There is no doubt in my mind that you can do it, Lord. We just ask for more, God. We ask for more. We ask for more. We ask for more. one who can part a sea, the one who can walk on water as if it was dry land, the one who can make it rain for 40 days and 40 nights, the one who can free his people by saying, let my people go. That is the God that we serve. How mighty is he? The one who can say, arise and wake Lazarus, and he would wake from the dead after four days. That is the God that I serve. Come awaken your people, Lord. Come awaken our man of God. I pray that you would just rise up here. That as people drive through our city, God, that strongholds are broken off. Lord, I pray that you would just set your angels around our city like you guarded Eden. That you placed a, an angel with a fiery sword, God. I pray that's what our city would be like. That people would come to into Urbana and that their lives would be changed for you, for your goodness, God, for who you are. That their strongholds would crumble. That the chains would hit the ground. Pour it out, Father, pour it out. Come and fan the flame of our city. We're going to just sing through this bridge softly a couple times, and I just want you guys to declare this. If you live in Urbana or Mechanicsburg or St. Paris or wherever you live, I just want you to pray God of revival over your city. Awaken your people. Come awaken this city. Oh, God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh, God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people. Come awaken this city. Oh, God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh, God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. 
awaken your people. Come awaken your city. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Amen. Well, we're glad to see you tonight. God is moving. Hallelujah. Children, you're dismissed. If you guys would just want to go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening. Well, it's good to have you, live streamers, wherever you're watching from, live streamers, it's good to have you. On Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're at, it's good to have you. All right, we're going to take up tithes and offerings, so if you have something to give, you can prepare that. waiting for the kids to get checked in and the small group to be released, but give everybody a second. But uh, uh, for the Thanksgiving offering, don't forget the yellow envelope. That's what that's for. You can turn that in any time. The official offering for that is Sunday. Um, uh, of course, if you don't have it Sunday, you can turn it at any time over the next few weeks. But anyways, Thanksgiving offering on Sunday, but I'm going to pray over your normal tithe and offering tonight, so if you do have something to give, you can bring that down. So Lord, we thank you uh, again to be in your house tonight, to be together, together in unity and worship, together in unity with our hearts, together in unity in, in serving you, that you are our God. And, and as we give tonight, it's another, another part of us being together, united, in our belief in who you are, and that is our provider in all things, that we look first to you in everything, including the finances, the needs of our life, because you are a good father and, and looking out for us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. amen. So if you have something to give, you can bring it. Um, next Wednesday's youth hangout, or next Wednesday, next Tuesday, I'm sorry, is youth hangout night. Don't forget that. Um, also, we got coming up in December, there is a youth party on December 14th, the women's cookie exchange, December 17th. There's going to be something for kids, too, a little extra. Uh, we got things coming on in January, 21 days of prayer in January. Uh, the last Sunday of January, by the way, uh, parents of kids were having a little parent time after church. I'm having a uh, somebody come in, it's going to talk to you about social media and your kids, so that's going to be a good time after church. I'll tell you more about that. 
Uh, we have a, a, a Love Your Marriage uh, Friday night again, like we did in the past. But instead of two nights, we're going to do one night, but it's going to be longer, have some uh, people coming over to help with that. So a lot of things on tap. We'll, we'll uh, keep you aware of everything that's happening. So um, keep your eyes open for all those announcements. And by the way, if you're a social media person, if you didn't notice this, we have a Facebook if you didn't know. We have a YouTube channel if you didn't know. But yesterday, we kicked off an Instagram for our church. So if you got Instagram and you like Instagram, you can find us on there. Uh, just keep updated and different things that are happening here at the church. All right, Psalm 136, if you've got your Bibles. Now, as you turn there, in January, um, along with the 21 days of prayer in January, we're going to tell you more about how that's going to work. I'm going to give you now through January, almost every service, a quote about prayer. And then start, if, if you take notes, write it down, and we'll come back to these quotes in January. But I'm, I want to start putting these kind of thoughts in your mind, hopefully trickle down your heart about prayer. Then we'll do a, a bunch of teaching in January on prayer. But here, here's a quote for prayer uh, for tonight. Prayer is an invaluable opportunity to realize God's presence in your life. Prayer is an invaluable opportunity to realize, to know, to experience the presence of God in your life. So write that down. That's something we'll talk about in January. All right? So prayer, an invaluable opportunity to realize the presence of God in your life. All right, Psalm 136. I want to talk to you tonight about giving thanks. Thanksgiving next week. I love Thanksgiving. I love the, the fall. Anytime you get to the burr month, September, October, uh, November, December, my favorite. But I love Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I like the, the, the family time. I, I certainly love the food. Yep, I love the food and uh, just everything about it. Uh, the weather, the, the, the fall season that turns into winter. It's just my favorite time. But with Thanksgiving being next week, tonight and next Tuesday, I want to talk to you about giving thanks. So Psalm 136, and verse number one, I think, I think this, this is one of the places that, that we go to a lot in talking about giving thanks. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love or his love, it endures forever. It says, give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love, it endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders, his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by the under, his understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great light, for his steadfast love, it endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule the night, his steadfast love, it endures forever. And, and then the rest of Psalm 136 recounts some of the great things that God did for the nation of Israel. There's an attitude of life that those who believe in God, who live by faith in him, that should bring about a perspective, a way of seeing things, a way of living that expresses this idea, give thanks to the Lord. Because he's good and his love endures forever. Do you believe that? Do you believe God is good? Yes. Do you, do you believe that his love endures forever? We'll give thanks. And, and Thanksgiving, by the way, if you've got kids, if you, can, if you can instill in them a thankfulness in the way they live, Sunday we're going to talk about contentment. If you can instill in your children a thankfulness in the way they live and a contentment in life, you're going to save them a lot of mess. We learn to give thanks in our attitude, our actions, how we treat people. Our way of life should be enveloped in this idea that I give thanks in all that I do to God. It's an attitude of worship, by the way. Why? Because he is good, 
and his love, it endures forever. So I want to give you some things tonight. And if you're a note writer, get ready because there's going to be a lot of of pens and pencils moving. About what we give thanks for in our attitude of thanksgiving. But, But we could stop it right there and just know that there may be some attitude shifts that some people need to have. And I may not be talking to anybody here, but let me just say that. That we learn how to live thankfully because it changes everything about you. That I am thankful for the simple fact that I woke up this morning and I had a life to live today. That I am thankful that I had a shower to take a shower in and out of toothbrush and toothpaste to take care of my teeth. I'm thankful that I had clothes to put on. I'm thankful that I had a job to go to. I I need to be thankful because these things are possible because of God. We say, well, well, people who don't serve God had these things, but if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been here to have the things they have even though they don't serve him. Everything comes from him even those who don't acknowledge that it comes from him. I'm thankful because I have a group of people that we can come and have church with. In other words, and there are people in in, in our world and maybe even our, our society that don't necessarily have all those things. But whatever your situation is that you learn not to take for granted the life that we have and the opportunity to live it in him and by him and for him and the goodness of God that can be not only in our life but reflected from our life. So so in other words, we've got to learn to quit complaining all the time and start learning how to express thankfulness in our life. Okay, so... I'm way off my notes here, but this is where my head's going. So, um, I, you know, I, and I'll, I'll talk about this briefly Sunday. My wife and I, we would be considered middle-class Americans as far as finances go. We're not in poverty by any stretch of the imagination, nor are we really rich. But by world standards, we're very rich, Right? American society, we're, we're maybe upper middle class. Do you realize that I still can complain every single day about life even though my life is good? Isn't that true? You can complain all the time. But yet in reality, your life is good. We, we've got to have an attitude shift, I think to not take for granted the goodness that we have and, and express a thanksgiving and worship because here, here's, the, here's the kicker about the whole thing. Would you be thankful to God even if you didn't have your upper middle class living? That's the kicker right there. That says a lot about the state of your heart. I should be thankful whether or not I have my American upper middle class living. I should be thankful because God is who he is and he saved my soul. Because the thankfulness of God, the gospel works everywhere in the world, not just America, who for the majority of it does very well. The the, the United States of America does not own the gospel, nor does it own Jesus, nor is it connected to our financial wealth. So the thankfulness that God the scriptures talk about supersede all that. I should be thankful because God is who he is and he saved me and I have I've life to live. I've, I've, I breathe. I'm alive. We've got to quit complaining about life so much. Now I'm not saying you can't have a complaint. Certainly life happens. But I'm saying if it's just general attitude, it's just, it's just 
it's always a problem, always an issue. You're, you're forgetting the goodness of your life. And sometimes you can be so focused on everything that's wrong, you entirely miss everything that's good. And I guarantee if there's a scale of your life, even if your life has been messed up, and some of you have been through some stuff, the goodness outweighs the bad a lot. So we'd be thankful for what we have. All right, so Psalm chapter number 9. So I'll probably retread some of that I just said going through what I have written down here. But Psalm chapter 9, verse number 1. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in other words, my entire being, and I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you, and I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. We give thanks because God has done and is doing great things. It's connected to his kingdom, it's connected to salvation, it's connected to the life that he's given you that starts right here. He's done great things. We give thanks because God simply is God. He is our source. We give thanks for life given. We give thanks for forgiveness and new creation. We give thanks for provision that's always before us. And we give thanks for the abundance of life and the freedom from sin. We give thanks. Amen. Psalm chapter 69. In verse number 30. Psalm 69 and verse number 30. That I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hooves. And when the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners or, or, or not doing well in life. But yet those people still praise God in thanksgiving. See, the attitude of our life that's an overflow of thankfulness ends up being an overflow of worship. When your life is an understanding of what God has done and what God is doing and what God will do, you can't help but worship him and how you live. This is very specifically talking about a song. That, that is, a, that is a, a body expression that comes forth from you. That it, it brings forth the state of a heart that is thankful. We don't do worship and praise to fill time at church, nor do we do it because that's just what churches do. We do it because the attitude of our heart overflows in a unified time together in celebration of praise and of, of depth of worship because of the God that we serve. It's all connected to thankfulness. You know, when... when uh, when, when I see people in times of worship and praise clap their hands and raise their voice and sometimes shout, I've seen them jump, I've seen them dance, I've seen them bow down, I've seen them cry. I see, I, these are expressions of the overflow of the heart because of who God is, and it's always connected to thankfulness of the freedom of life found in him. That's what we do, right? That thankfulness shows up in how you live and it will show up in very specific actions of life like worship and like praise and like your attitude. It shows up in how you talk to people and how you treat people. It shows up in all manners of life. I give thanks to the Lord because he's good and his love endures forever. And it changed me entirely from the inside out. Changed me. It's an expression 
1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. In verse number, let's see, 16. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice, rejoice how often? Well, say that again. Rejoice how often? Always. Rejoice always. Always is always. Always is all the time. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks, listen, in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in you, in Christ Jesus for you. Now, now some people, what is the will of God for my life? Let's start with some basics here. Paul is writing here that one of the will, ways that the will of God shows up in you is because you rejoice always. You learn how to pray in a way that's a consistent communion with God. And no matter your circumstance, no matter what's happening, you give thanks. You see that? See, our thankfulness causes us to see beyond our current and past circumstances. It doesn't deny the reality of them. But it causes us to see a bigger picture that who God is and what he is doing and what he is going to do. My thanksgiving helps me see beyond my current circumstance if those circumstances aren't so good. Our thankfulness reminds us that God is faithful. Our thankfulness will help keep anxiety in check. It'll help keep worry in check. It'll help keep stress in check. You see that? You know why? Because thankfulness constantly reminds you that God is faithful. How many of you, how many of you, in your past, God has delivered you, he set you free, he's helped you, he's made a way where there seemed to be no way, whatever you want to say, how many of you that has happened for you? And you know it was God. Okay. God's faithful. Are you thankful for that? You don't take it for granted, do you? No. We're thankful. That thankfulness for what God has done helps us understand that God is faithful for our todays and our future. And it'll put a check on anxiety and worry and stress. Because I know what he's done, and does he change? No, God never changes. So his faithfulness will keep with me as I go forward, and he will be the same God who did it in the past, the same God who's here today, the same God that will be with me in the future. And I'm thankful. And there's an expression of thankfulness. How many of you have ever entered into a time of personal worship or a corporate worship like tonight and you came in with stress and worry and anxiety or, and, and by the time we got out of worship or your personal worship you felt like something was lifted. You ever feel that way? Ever happened? You know what happened? The expression of thankfulness in your life and your worship to God put a reminder in your heart of who he is and it put those worries and, and stress and anxiety, it put them at bay, put them in check. It's a reminder that God will not change. Thankfulness does that. Now, here's the thing. If you're complaining all the time about your life, God is still there and God has not changed, but you're forgetting about him. He's still there. He will deliver you today and tomorrow, just like he's done in the past. But you're so com consumed with your complaint, consumed with your circumstance, you forget. So Paul's saying, look, rejoice always. 
So, so the, the priest, the garment of praise had bells on it. So when they would walk, it was jingling. This, this, this uh, uh, expression. And, and no matter where they went wearing that, it was jingling all the way. That's kind of a cool movie, by the way. But anyway, um, jingling all the way. No matter circumstance where it was walking, jingling is an expression. The praise was always being heard. Rejoice always. You get up tomorrow, rejoice. Get up the next day, rejoice. Get up the next day, rejoice. And no matter your circumstance of your day, tomorrow or the next day or the next day, I give thanks in all my circumstances. You realize how, how your life would be if, if you learn because of, of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God that every single day you can rejoice and be thankful? Think about that. Every day I have the opportunity to rejoice, to be in joy, and to be thankful. And connected right to it is pray continually. In other words, that, that's a connection, it's a relational, that's a reminder, it's faith. You see that? Every day my life can be an expression of thankfulness. Kind of a couple other thoughts here. Um, by the way, thankfulness causes you to be a cheerful giver. Isn't that right? Our thankfulness helps root out greed and selfishness. Our thankfulness is tied to our contentment. Now, Sunday, we're going to talk a bit about that stuff right there. But our thankfulness is tied to our greed and to our contentment. As we were just saying, it's, it's, it's tied, it's, it's, it's holding hands with, with joy. It's connected to things like peace and kindness, gentleness. When you are thankful, the expression of worship that comes from your life goes towards God, but it also affects how you treat other people. A thankfulness, a life that's rejoicing always and is thankful in all circumstances will have a tendency to be kind to other people. You know that? When I see people that are harsh all the time, they always have a harsh word, they always have a, a, a way of dealing with people, I, they, they've missed some things about God. Not only in who he is, but they're lacking expression of proper worship to him. Because it always shows up in how you treat people. Always shows up. So it's connected to that stuff. Colossians chapter 1. Here, here's another verse. Let's jump over there. Colossians chapter 1. So, so much in the scriptures about thankfulness. Take some time to search those things out on your own. Colossians chapter 1. And verse number 12. Kind of picking up mid-sentence mid here, mid-thought. So giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. In other words, our thankfulness points us towards the full inheritance of the goodness and the salvation of God. Because remember, your thankfulness will keep a big picture look in your life. And that big picture is always pointing towards the big picture. New life in full. New creation in full. So giving thanks to God not only helps you in, in your todays, but it, again, the reminding of the faithfulness of God that what he said will be so new heaven, new earth, resurrected bodies, reward, eternity, all these different things are connected and reminded to us because we're thankful. 
Because again, back to what we were saying before, if he delivered you in salvation in your past, if he's forgiven you of your sins in the past and still does so when you have a tendency to make a mistake, if he's delivered you in, in, in uh, financial issues or physical issues, wh whatever it is, surely then the promises of what is to come will be. And our thankfulness reminds us of that. That God in his faithfulness will complete the work. So I am thankful for what God has done in my yesterdays. I am thankful for what God has done today. And it propels me not only to be thankful for what he's going to do in my life here now, but, but to look forward to this incredible, wonderful life to come. And so your thankfulness keeps this big picture in mind all the time. That causes you, again, to keep your eyes on him. No matter your circumstance, no matter what is specifically happening in these moments right now. Our eyes on him. So, so simple question. How thankful are you? That, that's just a big question. How thankful are you? Simple question. Or do you mostly dwell on what is wrong or what you don't like or your complaints? See, nobody can change that for you. Again, I, I've shared this sort of thing before. As a pastor, I wish I had a big, giant, red, easy button. You know how many times I'll be hitting that thing? You know, I'll just be hitting that thing all the time. You wouldn't want me to, but maybe I'd like to have an easy button for each one of you. There, there's one that's got Judah's name on it and Samara's name and, and yeah, all the way down the line. I really wish I could, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, But to hit those things, I wish I could hit the easy button and all, all of us are, well, we're just thankful. Attitude changes. Proper perspective given and adjusted. I, I wish, but nobody can do this but you. You have to catch yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit, then with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit can bring change to your life. that you become a person that there's a smile on your face more than not. That you become a person that, that whatever your personality is, there's an overflow of thanksgiving and worship and praise. Not just when we're here at church, but when you're home alone by yourself. That, that there's a kind word and a gentleness that comes from your life because of it instead of harshness and abruptness and agitation. That, that when you have circumstances that are really actually hard in life, that doesn't steal your joy and doesn't steal your thankfulness, that you remember who God is in the middle of it and remind yourself of what he did and what he's going to do. I'll tell you a good habit. Here's a good habit that, that maybe you can start that might help a little bit. I'm assuming you all pray each day, at least a little bit. Every day, make a habit of expressing one thing to God you're thankful for. Every day. One thing. I'm thankful for... And, and I wonder... How long it would take you, if you really did this, how long it would take you till you had to start over again? I bet it would be a lot longer than you think. I bet if you really thought about your life, and not only the goodness of God in your life, but, but the things that, that he has provided, uh, the ways that he made for, for you to, to uh, 
get through, the, the, the sin that he's forgiven. You spend a lot of days being able to say, and you know what, Lord, I am thankful for this. It'll teach you not to take those things for granted, by the way. You don't take for granted your, your spouse or your kids or your job or this, this day our daily bread. You don't take thankful for the things that God has done, the patience that he has with you. And many times you've come to him for forgiveness and he's never kicked you out the door. I mean, you, you could sit here all day and think about stuff, I'm sure. But every day, one thing, what am I thankful for? And express that. It becomes part of your attitude, how you approach life, how you see life. As a matter of fact, what you'll start doing is you'll start looking for the good. And it's there. I promise you, if you look hard enough, there's plenty of good around you that originates with God in your life. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. I do. So give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So next time you catch yourself complaining, maybe you're, you're, you just caught yourself, you're, you're talking to somebody on, on the phone, and, you're, and you're, you just caught, you're just catch yourself. It doesn't mean you can't talk and express and ask for prayer, but, but catch yourself. But what am I thankful for? Next time you're sitting there and you're rolling things over in your mind, you can feel your mood getting sour. You know what I'm talking about. You just stop yourself. What am I thankful for? You're, you're putting something on Facebook or whatever. You're just, you're mad at the world. And then, then, then catch yourself, delete it. Don't put it out there. You, you, don't, you don't need the pity party. What can I be thankful for? Right? Start to change the attitude of your life. By the way, if you need help, Facebook's not the place to go. Go, go to God. Pray first. Just go to him. That's better than 100 likes you can get on Facebook and people going, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, great. I'm glad for you. Go to him. Better help. Better help than Facebook or Twitter or whatever you do. Amen? So give thanks to the Lord. All right. Here's how we're going to close out tonight. I'm going to have everybody come down if you want to, and we're going to pray again over, over these prayer requests that we collected on Sunday, and we're going to spend time uh, just for a couple moments doing that. So live streamers, good to see you tonight. We'll see you Sunday morning. But if you'd like to help me pray, come on down and we'll do that and close out service tonight.